0: From Montreal to London Wireless Conversation With Iris and Nisi Hello and welcome to Wireless Conversations The podcast that takes you from Montreal to London We are your hosts, Iris and Nisi And today's episode is about productivity Uh, no, actually it's not Bullet Up selector We are going to check in with everyone and talk about our mental health Oh yeah, it's true I forgot we changed it You know what month it is? (laughs) And we have to talk about mental health
1: Yes, and this week was actually Mental Health Week Like, I don't know for you in London, but here in Montreal, that's what it was all about
0: I'm sure it was the same, to be honest I think, isn't it the whole month though?
1: Oh probably maybe it is mental health awareness month.
0: I'm checking.
1: We are good mental health
0: awareness week hosted yeah. by. Will take place 6 yeah 10th of 16th. Yeah, so exactly. it's It's next week
1: in London because here in was UK. this week. Oh, okay. There you go.
0: Oh, that's weird. I why shouldn't it just be the same thing?
1: I don't know, but it's fine. We're talking mental health today because it's important. So yeah, Nisi, want to start with like a short definition, scientific short definition? definition.
0: Yes. yes. What is it? A what short. is it?
1: What is mental health?
0: Mental health. So it's actually like so. It's two words that sound very like familiar to everyone, but um i would say that it has many definitions mm-hmm. um but some people would call mental health as emotional health or well-being mm. i think that's a good definition and that's the way i kind of define it um and mental health is kind of like physical health. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. But when we talk about mental health, it's about your well-being and it's about how you feel in your body, the way that you um, see yourself. So it has to do with your self-esteem as well. So it could be many things. Um, and it's not there isn't just one definition for mental health. But just think of well-being when we say mental health.
1: hmm. Yeah. And overall well-being, right? Like, so in your mind, your body, your soul, you have to be comfortable with all areas of your life as well. And we're not saying that you have to be comfortable and you're never like you never feel disconnected to one area uh, of your life or out of balance. But you always find a way to find a balance in your life. That's what we're mm-hmm. saying.
0: Yeah. So it's being able to cope, I guess, with everyday um, mm-hmm. stressors, everyday life, basically. Exactly. Wow. That was well said.
1: Look at you. Yeah. So what Psych is your... major, what up? Exactly. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. <laughs> Shout out to Concordia for our degrees. Mm. Hello. Bref. So <laughs> Nisi, what is your definition of mental health? How do you see it? Because that was like a scientific definition. But you, what is mental health to you?
0: For me, I think the way I define it can change depending on like what's going on in my life and what I'm more focused on. And I think for the past few months, I have been focused on my self-esteem, so confidence. And to me, having a quote unquote good mental health means being confident with yourself, because it's about self-efficacy. So believing in yourself and knowing that you're able to accomplish the things that you want to do um, and taking care of yourself, valuing yourself. That is mental health to me. But like I said, it does change over time depending on what's going on because sometimes it has more to do with um, controlling some emotions when I'm dealing with complicated people or um, when I'm homesick. So it, it, it varies, but at the moment, Mental health to me is all about self-esteem, being confident in who I am. What about you? Hmm, I think we have pretty much the
1: same personal definition in some areas. Um, for me, it has to do a lot with confidence as well. Confidence in who I am, confidence in my skills and conf- overall confidence, right? Because I feel like self having a good self esteem plays a lot in your mental health and how you cope with certain events and certain things that happen in your life. I also feel like like you said mental mental health is related to your physical health, so I feel like when I'm good in my body, like physically if I'm I'm running, I'm walking, I'm doing all that stuff, I feel like mentally I'm going to feel better. I also feel like mental health for me is when I can express things in a safe way. For me, mental health is really the fact that I can be myself as well. I know it maybe, maybe it sounds weird, but that's what it is to me. And I don't want to say that everything in my life is balanced because no, it's not. Uh, we're human beings and we're not perfect. And that's what I want people to understand. Like you can take care of your mental health in ways that suit you personally, right? Whatever you feel is specific to you, whatever your needs are, are the things that are going to be good for you mentally and physically. So that's mm-hmm. how I see mental health. Like maybe it's not like a, a definition, like a scholar definition, but that's how I I see it. <laughs> and uh, did you always see mental health that way? Like from your background and stuff like that?
0: You no, mean- not really. I think with time and kind of experiencing some things or you have friends that have gone through um, that have dealt with mental illness, so like depression and anxiety. Um, so going through those experiences and not understanding them has definitely pushed me to obviously get more educated on what mental health is, what it can be. Um, but at the same time, um, I also chose to study psychology for a reason and my perception of what mental health is has definitely changed over time and obviously working mental health for a little bit with you. That was, um, that was uh, eye opening. still. So no, I haven't, I didn't always define mental health the way I define it today. And I think that's, that's a good thing because it means I've learned and I'm growing and I'm able to, what, how can I say this? I mean, when you, when you learn new information, you should change your mind when, when needed, when required. And I think, um, going through life, coming from a culture where we don't necessarily talk about mental health that way, um, where it's it has to do more with um, beliefs. So when you're not feeling well emotionally or physically, it must be that um, you need to pray or you need to speak to God about that. So I think it's different, whereas now it has to do living in the West. So moving to Canada became more about like myself. Mm -hmm. So how do I become okay with who I am and who is the self, which is not always a bad thing. I think it's good to consider yourself as an individual and to be a little selfish and take care of yourself. So I think that mental health to me always had to do with, um, I guess my relationship with like God, because I grew up religious. Mm. Um, So it was like, oh, well, my life is good and I must feel good because God loves me and I'm in a good place and whatever happens, God has my back but then with time, it's like you see friends, really good people going through really, really rough stuff. And it makes you kind of question like, mm-hmm. is there a God? Is there not? Like, I don't know. This is just getting really deep. But all I'm saying is mental health has definitely changed over time in terms of like how I define it. Because like I said before, it was more about my relationship with God and that would kind of help me deal with things Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like learning to cope differently, and mental health has like so many spheres. It could do with your work, it could do with your relationship, it could have an impact on every single thing that you do, right? Whereas like, yeah, let's just end it there. How about you? <laughs> that was so interesting,
1: and uh, yeah, I feel like coming from, um, well, uh, Cuban background. And my mom is from El Salvador. I feel like mental health in those countries, And when you come up and you say, "Oh, I have depression, I have anxiety," they're like, mm. or like I'm seeing a therapist." They're just like, mm, Tuta loca." I'm like, you know, you're just like you're crazy or something." but and I feel like mental health still gets confused with mental illnesses in like the discourse that maybe uh, the generation of my parents have when it comes to mental health. So I grew up with that those stereotypes of psychiatric hospitals and people like quote unquote being crazy and all of that. And also religion has it wasn't really a part of my life because we didn't grow up relig- religious, but I know that when I was in the closet, I was not okay. My mental health was really not okay. I I didn't like who I was and I was really really struggling. And um coming out actually made me feel a bit better with myself but it's still something that plays with my mental health as well sometimes because of the cultural background and everything that you thought was okay and is not okay and all of that and you're trying to embrace yourself so yeah my my vision of mental health did change over time definitely and right now I work in mental health as well so I have this background and it allows me to understand maybe the perspective of people who have the same background than me, you know, and like you and I share this common experience that we had these relationships with mental health and those definitions that were maybe not the best ones to have because it was quite taboo and it is still the kind of taboo to talk about those things in our families or because with my friends it's not taboo but like maybe with my families and stuff like that although my parents are becoming more and more open because of my work field and stuff like that yeah it has evolved <laughs> in a lot of ways i would say definitely yeah
0: and that's that's a really good thing like i already mentioned i just think that um it's hard to change others but you can definitely work on yourself and learn about yourself learn about mental health and i think as we talk about it, um, if people are interested in like reading a little bit more about it, maybe we could provide some like resources.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what do you think? Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, at the end of the episode, we want to, we, we will give you some resources so you can go and check some stuff. So maybe, maybe some Instagram accounts that are good for your soul and mental health, yeah. <laughs> but let's dive into that. So, um, Nisi, how has COVID-19 impacted your mental health (laughs) bad (laughs) yeah I think that's everybody's answer but I don't want to talk for everyone so yeah
0: (laughs) bad period yeah but no um I think it was a roller coaster I Mm. did have some okay moments, but I definitely had moments where I was like, I don't know if I can get through this. Yeah. Um, And I started therapy like beginning of the year. Um, So yeah, I think it was about January. And that's when I felt like I wasn't able to cope with it on my own. Mm -hmm. And just the, the isolation, like having to be at home all the time, working nine to five, Monday to Friday in the same walls where I'm eating and breathing and whatever. It just felt like I brought the stress from work into my life and then the stress from my life into my work. Mm. If that makes sense. It does make sense. It totally yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> you can relate. Yes. And, uh, just not knowing when I was going to go home and I still haven't been home, by the way, it's been a full year. I have not back into the country. Um, yeah. <laughs> waving from across the ocean. but <laughs> <laughs> We cannot wait to have you over. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> when COVID hit, it was when I was finally starting to feel a bit more secure about my life in London and the people that I was meeting. I felt like I was actually like making friends and I was able to walk out without my GPS. I knew which train to take because I mean, public transportation mm-hmm. over here is a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just more of a bit I felt like I was getting into my groove, but then that happened, and it was like a slap across the face. Because then it was like I'm pushed into a corner, and I'm facing the other way around. I have no idea what else is going on outside. Right? Mm-hmm. That's just how it felt. So it was kind of overwhelming, especially when you feel like you just, like you, you're finally starting to kind of like own your place and within like such a big city and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it it definitely hit me hard. That like I'm not even gonna lie, and I'm sure a lot of people. Went through it as well. And I mean, it was different for everyone. I'm not saying my experience was worse or better, nothing like that. I'm just saying for me, it was quite tough. Um, and luckily it's not like I lost my job. So I didn't have to worry about certain things that other people had to worry about, but I think everyone had something to worry about. And exactly that constant stress. Um, chronic stress. Like I could feel it physically. I was so tense all the time for like months. I had to learn new ways to kind of talk to myself. Like I lost self-compassion. I was so rough with myself. Mm. So just so many things that like my therapist made me realize. And I was like, mm. oh wow. Like I didn't know that the way that I was coping was such a unhealthy. Cause I was like just working and just kind of like brushing everything off. Cause I was like, well, nothing I can do. And but sometimes you just really need to feel things and like process them. And after I did that, it did help where I noticed like, there isn't much I can do, but I I learned to accept the situation the best way I could. Whereas before it was like, I was fighting it off so much that like, it even affected me physically, either I was overeating or not eating at all, you know, those kind of changes that you notice in yourself. Um, but yeah, it was, it was tough, but Overall, I think things are looking up and I'm glad that that maybe happened. Sometimes it feels like you have to hit rock bottom in order to change things. And I definitely did hit rock bottom after COVID hit because it was just like one thing after the other and then like just uncertainty. And it was just like a wave of emotions. And I didn't know when I was going to go home, like I said. So it was just, I think everyone felt the same way. You kind of just push into a corner and you're being punished for something that you didn't do basically yeah um, but yeah, so how about you? I wanna know how you went how Covid impacted your mental <laughs> health and how you dealt with that.
1: yeah, I feel like I was a bit at this it, the thing is that I started therapy in January um right before Covid hit, like so january twenty twenty I'm stepping into my therapist's office. And I'm having my first session and I was leaving for a month for work. I was supposed to stay in uh, Saguenay, Lac Saint-Jean. <laughs> for my people who don't know where that is, Google it. It's somewhere in Quebec. So, <laughs> so I was supposed to stay a month over there and I was not going to have a follow up until the next month. And COVID hit when we were there. And then, then we had to come home and, you know, well, lockdown. And then I was just, you know, I was one of those people. Like, okay, it's gonna be two weeks. It's gonna be fine. I was naive, okay. I was naive to think that that thing was gonna last two weeks. Um, and then it didn't last two weeks. It lasted a month, two months. And bref, on est encore là. And uh, yeah, so it, it it became quite heavy um, at some point. And also the fact that my job is usually on the road and that started to kick in because I was only doing computer stuff and I was only dealing with stuff online. And we had all of these Zoom meetings that were so like, you know, Zoom is energy and time consuming, you know, and you're not Mm -hmm. used to like interacting with people virtually. And it's not the same thing having someone speaking to you like face-to-face than on a screen because you cannot interpret like the micro expressions of the people's faces you know so that really had an impact on me and then work was really 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 intense you know because we we had to finish and close the year and then we had to start hiring for the next year and and I was going to therapy as well like during. Uh, I was lucky enough that I didn't lose my job as well. And I was lucky enough that I was still able to afford therapy. But I I feel that what played a lot with my mental health at that point was also social media. Social media became really, really intense, especially with what happened in the spring and with everything that was happening all around the world and with police brutality and all the manifestations and all of all of those heavy things that were happening really had an impact on me. And that's how I saw my um, mental health getting worse. And I remember deleting Instagram, deleting TikTok, uh, deleting and unfollowing all of these accounts that I thought were good for me and were not, you know? So... So yeah and um and i i feel like right now i'm i'm like coming back up like my head is not under the water anymore like it's over mm-hmm. the water water and and i feel like yeah i i i i have some stressors like it's normal but i feel like i can cope with them a little bit more but i am sometimes i can feel that i'm on the edge you know and that i can like maybe snap a little bit easy, more easily, you know, because, (laughs) yeah, but uh, (laughs) that happens. I'm human and, um, and yeah, and I mean, therapy is really helping. Like, I'm really lucky that I have the therapist that I have and I've realized that I I do lack um, self-compassion, like you said. I'm really the kind, the kind of person who's going to criticize herself because she sent a text message and I, had A typo, like I'm gonna be like, oh my god, you're so dumb, you know, like I'm gonna start talking to myself like that. So I feel like that's how COVID-19 impacted my mental health with all of those stressors from like work, the uncertainty of what was happening, social media. Uh, and and yeah, the that that would be how it, it was for me. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that you brought up social media because. I was like shaking my head, like, yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And it it was just like the fact that you were just looking at so many screens and that's the only way we were getting stimulated. And then on Instagram, you're seeing people that are still traveling. They're still kind of like living a normal life. And then you were like, well, what's, why can't I do that? And then you had... Um, the protests that were happening in, in the U S and that was just like the only thing that people were talking about on social media because we had nothing else to do. Yeah. And it, it's like watching TV all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a thriller or something where you're always on edge, like you're on your seat and you don't know what's going on and you can't stop because you're hooked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was social media. That was the only thing you could do.
1: Yeah, You
0: could just follow the news, read the news keep reading, keep reading. You would go to bed thinking about what's happening. You wake up, do the same thing. And it was just like, I think physically a lot of people, I mean, if you're in tune with your body, you definitely felt it. Like it was not just your mental health physically. A lot of us were it not was exhausting. sleep. Yeah. It was so exhausting. You I remember like I you...
1: couldn't, I couldn't sleep because of the anxiety because I was like, Oh my God, like what are they going to say tomorrow? And it was also like, Every single day, there was a press conference. I don't know how it was in London, but here, every single day of March, April, or I don't know, conference de presse, conference de presse. And even until this day, like, les conférences de presse, il y en a moins, yes, but still, when there's one, I don't even want to watch it anymore because I'm like, what, what are you going to announce now? Okay, now I can get vaccinated, cool, but like whatever, I'm going to get my information on the website, but I don't watch the press conferences anymore. Like Mm.
0: it's, it was, it's too much. I find it was was a lot. Yeah, It was a lot. And when you look at the impact that it just had on people's financial standings, Mm -hmm. um, friendships, relationships, families, uh, losing loved ones, it was, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was just, yeah. Um, so we understand that like everyone went through it definitely. And we acknowledge that. Um, but I think, like you said, it feels like my head is actually above the water now. Like I can Mm -hmm. breathe and I, I'm more hopeful. I have more things to look forward to. And like, I'm starting to just take care of myself a lot more as in like, just go for walks. And it doesn't feel like those COVID walks that you would go for. (laughs) It's like an actual nice, um, (laughs) nice walk where you're like I want to be here and this is nice and I feel Mm -hmm. good whereas before it was just like oh here we go like fifth walk of the day like oh look at that doing the sixth lap of the park like it was just yeah ooh, (laughs) doggies Um, But yeah, I think definitely. And like I said, sometimes you do have to go through rough moments to change certain things about yourself and the way that you view yourself in the world. And I think the pandemic did have some positives on our mental health. As in a lot of us, we were working on ourselves during that period because we had no choice.
1: Yeah, I, I believe so too. And also like if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't think that we would have this podcast and this platform. And honestly, the podcast has been such a place where I can take care of my mental health and like catching up with you, learning about new topics and and just being able to exchange with someone who's going through something else, but like at the, <laughs> on the other side of the ocean but knowing that we, we can still relate to one another, I feel like that is bringing something to my mental health. And that's mm-hmm. what I want to ask you. What do you do to take care of your mental health? Like, what, what, like what are things that you did pre-pandemic, during mm-hmm. the pandemic, and, and now? We're, we're still in the pandemic, I know, but like, the <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, panoramic. Corona. <laughs> uh...
0: COVID 19, mm-hmm. Corona, what we got. <laughs> um, what do I do to take care of my mental health? I normally, well, to be honest, this is something that I started doing since I was like 15, 16, recommended by therapists, and it was exercise. Exercise is like I swear by it, it is a miracle. It is it is the <laughs> the thing that everybody needs. You're like you said it, your mental health has to do with your physical being mm-hmm. as well. And that is like the truth. A hundred percent. I live by that. When I go for a run and I come back and you just have like a pump of endorphins, just like flowing in your brain, you feel amazing. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely exercising. Mm -hmm. The other thing I do is yoga. I think it's a form of exercise, but still a bit different where you can kind of like get more into your body. Um, and to me that's really helped (laughs) breathe. Exactly. Meditation as well. Um, I picked up on journaling, which I was like, it took me probably like five, six years for me to get into it. Mm -hmm. And finally I've started journaling this year and it's actually a game changer. Whenever I feel stressed, Mm -hmm. just pick up a pen and I'll write anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll find some like really great resources online, like prompts to kind of help you figure out like your thoughts and like just put everything on paper. And it's helped me because- you realize that by writing it down, you don't actually need a solution. It's to just be able to like understand that like, this is something that's maybe stressing you out mm-hmm. or something that needs to be done, but you don't have to constantly think about it. Once it's written down, you know, it's there, you've processed it. So I think that's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, well, is like talking to an amazing friend like you, to be honest, that's, oh. That's to me, like that is, especially after going through COVID, it's just like having your relationships, um, and being able to like, just communicate and talk about anything else other than COVID. (laughs) Um, so yeah, podcasting has been really amazing. It's brought a lot of joy. And I think for me, it's, it was a way of me taking care of myself as well, deciding to do this. Mm. Um, and what else read? I, I think picking up a nice book is nice. Sometimes I indulge in reality TV. Mm, so yeah, that it's, it's, you can distract whatever yourself a little for bit, human,
1: whatever works. Exactly. For
0: you. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, there's like this whole self-care movement where it's like face mask and do your hair and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm not really into that. Like for me, I'll do a face mask because I'm like, oof, my skin really needs it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not something that I do to feel like a certain way or mm-hmm. whatever. So that doesn't work for me. What really works is like being active. Um, having a great chat with someone oh food amazing food like that just uplifts my spirit yeah so yeah just simple things basically um how about you
1: Yeah. um, It's funny that you talked about journaling because I picked that up during the pandemic as well, but I kind of stopped now with with everything that's going on with work and I just moved as well. So with all of that, my journal, I think think it's in one of the boxes still that I haven't unpacked, but I need to get back (laughs) <laughs> because it was actually really good for me and actually was recommended from my therapist as well, that whenever I feel an overwhelming emotion, I should write it down. Mm. And also I read this book by... Um, really, it's when I, I'm i going to record the, the podcast that I forget the name. Okay. Um, her name is uh, Sonia Lupien and she's a scientist here uh, based in Montreal. And she has her book called Par Amour du Stress. And uh, that would translate to... For the love of stress. Yeah, for the know. love of stress. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually really good. And that book actually opened my eyes to what stress is and what it's supposed to do and how stress become anxiety and how anxiety can become overwhelming. So mm-hmm. I actually found some tools like that help me deconstruct my anxious thoughts and then I feel more calm. Uh, I would also say exercising, but I'm, I'm, I'm really bad with this discipline sometimes, you know, like I said, like I moved, I did my stuff. I also pulled my back a few weeks ago, so I cannot move as easily as I used to. Yeah. I'm old. Okay. I'm older. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I cannot move as e- easily, but like I've been going for walks and just this morning I stretched and I did a little bit of yoga and that felt it, it it felt painful, but it felt good, you know, (laughs) good pain. (laughs) Yeah. Good pain because of my back, but it's, it's fine. And, um, and yeah. And I want to say like, if you're not an athlete, it's fine to just like dance or like go for a walk or whatever, just move a little bit, your body, like in whichever Mm. way feels good to you. Intuitive movement. Also, I feel is kind of nice. Sometimes you just like, blast a song and you start moving to the song doing like you know like intuitive movements with the sounds and stuff and yeah okay you might look like a fool or whatever people might be staring at you through your window but it's fine it's fine it's for (laughs) your own good who cares you know exactly and um yeah and I would also say well um what has helped me as well is, is therapy, because whenever I go to therapy, it actually feels good after and I understand a lot of things. And uh, yeah, and my friendships, I honestly am so blessed because I have friends who are there for me and uh, you're one of them and uh shout out to my partner as well she's amazing I don't know what I would do without her she's making like baby I don't say that enough but like you make my life way better and uh, (laughs) and uh, yeah that was emotional and um yeah and one of my best friends like she's 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 the best and I, I honestly have a great support system. I don't want to take that for gra- granted. Even if with my family, sometimes there's like values that we don't share or like they don't necessarily understand why I am the way I am. They still love me and they still try to understand who I am, you know, and that really helps with my mental health right now. Mm-hmm. And also saying no. Okay, it's something it took me 31 years to learn how to say no and honestly removing the people of in that are in my life that do me no good. And that happened recently, like something happened recently where I was like, I cannot tolerate this and I will not tolerate it. I'm not I'm not 19 19 anymore. I'm not 20. I don't need that kind of energy. So if you don't need that kind of energy, remove it remove it yeah. yeah remove it and take care of yourself because that's that's self-care it's not just about face masks and stuff like that no it's also saying no and putting boundaries and saying no to the people who hurt you and stuff like that even if they're really good friends sometimes that's how it is like friendships are like stars like you, you meet for a little while share the same constellation and stuff but then you part okay D- <laughs> that's actually a great metaphor that my mom used to tell me so Uh, (laughs) that's what it is
0: I see you're recycling some saying
1: yeah exactly I don't have no merit for that little (laughs) metaphor but yeah it it comes from my mom so yeah that's what has been helping with mental health and also reading books as well but like books that actually make you disconnect also because like there's books Mm -hmm. that you're just like oh my god like it's scholarly and And it's about like some race issues, feminist issues and all of that. So that can get really deep and create all the other type of anxiety or like stress. But like a good read where you can just escape. Actually, that that feels good as well. Oh, I agree. And I'm watching this new show on Netflix right now, The Baker and the Beauty. And (laughs) this telenovela vibe that I'm getting from that show is (laughs) honestly helping my
0: mental health so yes (laughs) so it sounds like some things some of the things we do are similar some aren't Mm -hmm. but as you can see it's like everyone's just different you all have I'm sure our listeners like whoever's listening has their own thing I hope you're thinking of something right now as we talk about this um but yeah like I guess the the thing is As things kind of open up again, we'll be able to socialize a bit more and be able to come back to those activities that we love doing, like going to the gym. So I know it's rough and it's hard to kind of like start over again, but I would definitely encourage people to um, take care of your mental health the way you used to before the pandemic. If you were going to the gym and you're able to go now, I would encourage you to go for it. Like for me, I'm still a bit like, eh, I don't want to be in a gym, but I'm definitely trying to work on still being physically active,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, eating healthy, sleeping as much as I can. So like just the things that you used to do when you felt like things were quote unquote normal. Um, so yeah, just kind of keep yourself going. And speaking of therapy, you mentioned that your therapist has helped you a lot. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend it to Either, well, would you recommend it to anyone else or um anybody who thinks that they have a good mental health? Do you think any like everyone needs to talk to someone at some point?
1: I feel like everyone should check in, like, you know, with a therapist. That's like my Mm -hmm. very personal opinion. You go to the doctor like once a year to have a usual, like a checkup, general checkup. I think you should do the same for your mental health. Uh, although right now I know that the waiting lists are really, really long. So if you feel the need to talk to someone, talk to someone, but yeah, but I do feel that everyone should at least once in their lives, go see a therapist and talk and see, and see how they're doing. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: A hundred percent.
0: And i like, I like that you said check in because yeah. it doesn't feel like you're going in to just talk about your problems. Mental no. health isn't just about problems. You, it's- I
1: don't know yeah, I I don't know if this happens to you but like there are some times where I have an appointment with my therapist and I like I'm like, "Oh my god, I got nothing to say because <laughs> I'm doing amazing." And then like she pops up like on Zoom because now, you know, it's virtual. So she yeah. pops up on, on Zoom and she's like Bonjour Iris, so week? And then I start talking and I'm like, oh my God, everything is great. ta And then and then at one point I'm just like, oh wow, I never realized like one little thing. And she goes, like, And how do you feel about that? And I know it's Boom. cliche. She doesn't really say, she doesn't really says how do you feel about that? And you know it's a cliche that we have, but she like develops on a on a on a little thing, and I'm like, Ooh. And I actually come out even more, I I, I come out wiser than maybe some sessions when, when I feel it's heavier because I'm crying and I'm sobbing and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. So yeah, I'm being very stereotypical right now because I don't want to say what I say in therapy, but that's what it is for me. Like, I feel like the days that I don't have quote unquote, nothing that I want to share or say, mm-hmm. It's when it gets even deeper mm. with my therapist.
0: What about you? Yeah, I think it's all about self discovery as well. So yeah. sometimes you talk about one thing and it becomes another thing, and you're like, I never really thought of it that way. I didn't perceive yeah. it that way. So definitely, um, it's all about being open minded too, because you can't just go in thinking, oh, therapist, now I have to talk about what's wrong with me and what bothers me. Not necessarily. You don't have to have a subject, actually. Most of the time, they're like, what do you want to talk about? And you're Mm. like, I don't really know. And they'll just ask you, how are you doing? And there you go. The conversation started. So it's all about checking in with yourself, but having someone there to like guide you through that very, very important. And I think that with, um, we know that like it can be quite expensive going to therapy. So that being said, um, I think it's important to just have a nice support system because, if you're able to call your sister and talk to them about what's going on, they can also guide you through that where you can like rationalize how you feel and kind of go through different scenarios and how you can cope and deal with the situation that feels really heavy for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, support systems are really, really important. Um, But yeah, therapy is definitely much recommended. I would Mm -hmm. say
1: when they ask you, do you do that too? When your therapist asks you how you're doing, do you go and you, and you hope that they're gonna tell you something, but they they never say anything.
0: No, they I just... always felt weird about that. <laughs> <laughs> I always like she's always like, "How are you?" I'm like, "Oh, bien et toi?" And she's like, "Oh." I think I I think <laughs> I said it. You know how it's like a habit, yeah. but I feel weird about it too. Yeah, I'm like, same. Am I supposed I'm like, to
1: ask? Yeah, and like she's not gonna answer. Like she's not gonna be like, "Well, my dog did this this week." Like, she's not gonna <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, and yeah, like you said a support system is great and knowing when you need time for yourself as well is actually a good way to take care of your mental health
0: yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah on that positive note (laughs) let's wrap it up yeah yeah. I just want to I want to say that keep in mind we're all unique we're different Mm -hmm. um physically and mentally and a lot of us can cope with certain things, but others can't. It, it really depends, but it's important to listen to yourself. And it's important to also realize that what works for us might not work for you, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's always good to try new things, be open-minded. Like we said, if we talked about exercise today and you just feel like you, you've been on the edge, you want to exercise, but you really can't find the motivation, give it a go. Maybe it'll actually boost your mood and you'll realize that that's motivation you need. It's not about losing weight. It's more about like, how do I feel afterwards? Exactly. So yeah. That was well said. Mm -hmm. We want to know
1: as we're all different. Okay. We want to know how you're doing. And that is our question for our audience this week. We want to know how you're doing and you can DM us to let us know at Wireless Conversations. You can also send us an email at wirelessconversations at gmail.com. You can DM on Instagram, Facebook, and yeah, Twitter coming up soon. (laughs) And you can also find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, anywhere. Subscribe so you get the little notification when a new episode comes up. If you liked this, don't hesitate to share. It's always a pleasure when people share with us, we repost you on our little Instagram page and we do love, we we, we love to get to know our audience. So, so yeah. Nisi, do you have something to add?
0: No, I just want to know. How are you? Let us know. We actually want to know. know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We do want to know. So thank you so much, Nisi. Thank you for being you, for being such an amazing friend. And from the other side of the ocean, we say to you, goodbye. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> from Montreal to London, wireless conversation with Iris and Missy.